right, hello everybody, and welcome to episode 156 of Rain Delay Radio. I'm Patrick, joined today by Dylan. We are back from our holiday break. Um, we had our, our Festivus uh, airing of grievances uh, two weeks ago, and then we took the week off. Um, but really, it's been about three weeks since we actually recorded anything, because the Festivus episode was recorded well before that. But anyways, and how you doing, man? How was your holidays? I had a really great holiday. Uh, I got a little ill, like right after, um, so like like right around New Year's. So, but I was able to enjoy like a proper holiday for the first time in a long time. I used to work a lot of nights and holidays and stuff. And this week or this time, it was like I actually have like two weeks to just like see family and relax, you know, and like you know stuff like that. So that was that was really really nice. And uh, just getting kind of back into the swing of things now. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's been really good. I, I listened to some of the Festivus and I've heard, heard some, uh, pretty incredible rants from you guys. So that was definitely a highlight. It was a good one. That that was a really good one. You know, I I had an uninterrupted five minute rant about Philadelphia and, and it went straight from, from Philadelphia food cuisine to Kyle Schwarber being good. You know, only I could do that. Only Philly, you know, could make it worse on January seventh compared to how you were feeling a couple of weeks ago because of the Eagles. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're not talking know. about them. I can't wait yep, for the season to end next week. My jab then, but yeah, I can't wait for it to end next week. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, but yeah, I'm uh, yeah. doing great. Good. Yeah, my holiday was good. Uh, spent it with family. Uh, got to see some friends. Uh, it was a great, great holiday. And uh, sweet. Now we're here. Twenty twenty. 24 and hey 2024 was kickstarted by two big trades uh the first one saw chris sale uh traded to your braves for vaughn grissom and then sale got extended as is the atlanta braves way i think it was like 236 tradition yeah yeah so to explain it chris sale had there's some strange things kind of in works here and the final kind of product being what I'll say in like two minutes, <laughs> but uh, sale was owed one more guaranteed year, and then he had basically an option, a team option that would only that would vest if he was a Cy Young finalist or something. And you know, that probably wasn't going to happen anyway, but still. Um, so it was functionally a you know, one year plus a player option. And the Braves took that and basically just added a year in the middle. So that that option gets pushed back to 2026, and they'll have him next year, no matter what. Um, so they basically just you know added one guaranteed year in the you know before that option. So they have him under control for at least two years, and they can choose to bring him back for that third year if they like at like what twenty million dollars, whatever it is. Um, so and a lot of money. They're, the Red Sox are paying like almost the majority of the money this year. The Braves are almost not paying Chris Sale this year because of mm-hmm. the way they kind of dealt with the money. And I guess it was, it was probably worth it yeah. for the Red Sox to be like, we're getting back a guy with long-term control. Um, Vaughn, it, Vaughn's tricky, and we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about him a little more, but you know, really young guy that would probably still be like a, considered a top prospect if he didn't burn prospect eligibility already. Um but uh, a really interesting splash um, for Atlanta, and I am really, as a fan, I am very happy they went this direction. 
um, which is kind of like the middle ground between like going crazy, which is like, you know, signing. Like, I think there were still a lot of people that thought maybe they could do Aaron Nola, you know, the beginning of offseason, stuff like that. And those yeah. options just started fading so quickly. I think Jordan Montgomery was the only one that still made a little bit of sense, but it's still like Jordan Montgomery would be their biggest free agent of all time. And I'm not saying Jordan Montgomery is like, you know, not worthy of that, but it's just not how they've done business very much. You know what I mean? Um, so I like this as an in-between between like grab a star pitcher out the market or sign like a five starter. That's just going to give you like a hundred innings and fans are going to be miserable. This is like legitimate upside. He's got his struggles, right? Like there's no, like we'll get into a lot of the things that make Chris sale, Chris sale. Right. But like, this is one of the best pitchers of the last decade who's a little bit, he's past his prime, but when he pitches, he's good. You know, like he was still good last year. Um, whether he will be that guy or whether the health will keep up, it's kind of a wild card, but I prefer the wild card approach to playing it super safe with a roster that, you know, like we know is really good. So I like, I like this kind of roll of the dice that Anthopolis made. And it's just been a really, uh, one of the one of the wildest weird off seasons I've ever seen, and I really enjoy all of his kind of dealings. Yeah, AA was was cooking, and like I thought he was cooking meth at first, but like he, yeah, I mean he's cooking he, a lot he, of things. He, he, he did he did really good with this roster, and and like man, I don't even know who's still there after all the trades he made. But like I when I saw Sale to Atlanta, I was like, that's a good get because. Of, Rick Kranitz is going to be able to do good stuff with Sale, and and he could get Sale back to that that vintage form we're used to. Like, yeah, and like that's what and Kranitz think, is known for. Yeah, and I, I think if you see, um, you know, like Charlie Morton, right? Like Charlie Morton is kind of a guy that people bring up in this comparison because he came into the Braves at age thirty six, thirty seven, yeah. already kind of he was already established, right? It's not like yeah. the Braves. Fit Charlie Morton or anything, right? But like, it's like, oh, if the Braves can get innings out of Charlie Morton, if they can extend his career a little bit, it'll be really valuable. And they've done really good with Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton yeah. has not been like Cy Young winner, but he's been like crucially really important yeah. in the seasons he has been there. And he really, unfortunately, they missed him in this last playoff run because of like a really fluke injury right at the end of the season, right? Yeah. And like, but other than that, they've been able to get a lot of innings out of him as like a mid rotation guy. And that's really important. And the sale thing will be very interesting because I don't, I don't think the stuff is like that different. Like he doesn't have like the same, like 99 out of a hundred electric arm that he did. Like when he was 26, right? Like sale, like had that like Viper whip of a fastball and slider. Right. And he still has a lot of it. It's just like maybe one step down, but if they can get it to a point, if like a sales of four ERA starter, but you have him fresh for October 1st. Like that's yeah. the entire point, right? Like it's not, it's, it's like the Dodgers thing with Tyler Glass now, right? I think the, the Dodgers are preparing for the season saying, Tyler, we actually trust you to be a playoff starter, right? right? Like this is not about us getting 150 innings out of you. We trust you to be like, a guy when we need you to be a guy like they have Bryce Elder and they have guys like that can be just like, Hey, give them five innings. We'll get to the game, you know, but like you can't start Bryce Elder in the playoffs. And we, they got to a point. It wasn't necessarily Bryce Elder's fault. It wasn't the Braves fault. It was just injuries and stuff. But like 
they can't start guys like that in the playoffs when every game matters. And he got just, I mean, I, I get like PTSD thinking about the games, but you know, just like it went as bad as you could have expected, you know, it, it hung on for a little bit and then it just exploded, you know? Um, so this is a hedge against that, and it's it's a bet that Sale can not just be his young self, because asking like a thirty five year old guy to like, hey, just be like you were when you were, you know, like one of the best pitchers on earth and ten years younger, but like it it it's meaningful that they're looking for that playoff upside and not just, hey, we need to get through the season and then we'll hope for the best. Yeah, definitely. And like so now you look at the Braves roster. Everyone's been been talking about the Dodgers roster and the Dodgers having the best roster in baseball. Uh I completely disagree with that. I think I still think it's the Braves. Um in fact I'd go as far to say that like there's definitely it's it's close between the Dodgers and Phillies for second and like mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything yeah. we can compare. Like, yeah, you got Shohei now there with with Mookie and Freeman, and that's without a doubt the best one, two, three in baseball. No doubt about that. But, and Will Smith as well. But, you know, yeah. you go further down that lineup, you know, it's Max Muncy and then James Outman, who looked good, but but a lot of strikeout issues, and then yeah, not much after that. Hayward, yeah. We got lots Hayward, of guys that are like, yeah. either okay or unproven. Um, yeah, I definitely get that. I think that there's like if I could get more, I feel like the Dodgers are still one move away, which sounds like so stupid. Like I understand how stupid that sounds, but like it's not though because you know, there's Yamamoto just not a lot of depth there. Them, yeah. Yamamoto puts them in like firm contention. I actually do think they have depth. It's just like a lot of young guys. It's a lot of young guys, there's right? A lot and so of it's like you're relying on. Yeah. If like one of those young guys like pans out, like if Miguel Vargas is a guy, if Michael Bush is a guy, like I had yeah. to imagine one of those guys or like Emmett Sheehan, you know, they're they're uh who's I think either I think their Sheehan's fifth starter a guy. or yeah. So like if any of these guys like turn out solid, I my I think they're up with the Braves. Like I think that's firm. And after that, it's a coin flip. But like. Right now, it's still like, I don't know. I can't count on Gavin Lux. I can't count on Miguel Vargas. I can't count. Uh, yeah. Max Muncy at third base just feels icky, you know, and I know it's not, it, it's enough offense to matter, but, you know, there's still enough questions there. Um, but I think they've, I, I would, I'll put the Braves one, Dodgers two, and then I think you get into like, you know, Phillies, Rangers, um, Orioles, you know, yeah, that well, kind I of mean, tier. without a doubt, the best masters in baseball are in the, are in the NL. And yeah, it's and definitely I think, God, it's Braves one, Dodgers fills. However, you want to organize that. Like I have my reasons yeah. beyond homerism for having the Phillies ahead yeah, of the no, Dodgers. They're absolutely good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think the only thing that would have held me back from saying the Braves are the best would be that, like, once you get past Charlie Morton, it's like I just don't trust Bryce Elder. And you know, I, we the Braves went through this rodeo. Remember the series, like. I want to say it was 2021 to start the season. I feel like they had like a couple of years in a row where they opened the season against the Phillies and then yeah. like the Phillies put them in the ground because like they were starting like they had Jared Schuster and like Kyle Wright and like Dylan Dodd. Like uh, these might have been like different years, right? Leo Tehran, um, opening yeah. day 2019. I yeah, was there. Parker's like, first of- game as a Philly. Yeah. And they intentionally walked Bryce Harper and Hoskins hits a grand slam. Yeah, and that was like, the there was loudest I've ever heard like CBP. 
where even like very early in the season, they were relying on like 21 year olds, 23 year olds, yeah. no experience, Dylan Dodds, you know, Jared Schuster, who, you know, like I said, Schuster's not even the organization anymore. Yeah. Um, I think they really looked back on those kinds of moments and let's say, you know, they have AJ Smith Shaver, right? Like they yeah. have Hurston Waldrop. Like these guys are around and like I think they're gonna be on the team this year. You know, I think yeah. they're going to be Atlanta Braves, especially with Waldrop. Like it's crazy saying the guy they just drafted is gonna be like I I think it's gonna happen even if he's just like, Hey, throw your stupid ass curveball in the seventh inning tonight. You yeah. know? Like we'll see what happens. Um but don't start those guys day one. Like that's no. not the type of team this is, right? You don't want to put the pressure on the twenty-one-year-old, you know, in Shaver Smith Shaver to be like a number four starter for you, right? And that's like uh, we're we're out of that part of the franchise where that needs to be a priority. So I really like dialing in and saying, how can we go into the season and think we have someone that not only has been there. He fits. He's you know he's he's a good he's a good pitcher, but also yeah. like we're not gonna have to worry about what he looks like. You know, I, health happens, right? Health, I, I, it happens. Sales had it like does. a really messed up injury history, right? Yeah. Like, there's no doubt about it. But like, if they're healthy, this is what they will look like in the postseason. You know, and that is huge if they, you know, roll this dice correctly and Sale is like a legitimate. I mean, we're just saying if he's a legitimate three, but like there's not like a, there's it's not like unheard of if he like far surpasses that, I think. Um, so I will be very curious. Uh, his spring sparks are going to be like so interesting to watch one yeah. just to see him in a Braves uniform and two just to see how it kind of all looks, you know, and uh, I got to see I watched a little highlight clip of him in 2023. Um, most like he looked really, really good for most of the season. There were like points where his stuff backed up a little bit, but he was mainly sitting about 95 miles an hour all season. Um, and there were points where he would kind of rear back and go like 98, 99, you know, so he still has that tank. And I think you've seen guys like Justin Verlander who kind of like selectively use their like super velocity, you know? Um, so I think he still clearly has the ability um, he had like two starts against the Orioles where they just like bashed him in. <laughs> like that was like the majority of the damage done against Chris Hill this season was him pitching against Baltimore and Baltimore just teeing off, which like that happened to a lot of people against Baltimore. Um, so his 4.3 ERA probably isn't representative of like the full ability that he showed. Um, but all that's to say is like, I really like, I really, really like this. Um, there's obviously one more piece of it we need to talk about with Vaughn, but um, I think it's a very worthy acquisition and it firmly entrenches the Braves as the number one team in baseball on paper. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. Um, and with Vaughn, Vaughn going to Boston, I think it's good for him. Um, yeah, I, think I agree. He's, he's going to abuse that, that big red monster out there. Yeah. I, I think mean, it's a really good abuse it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's one of the more friendly places to hit for right-handed hitters in baseball. You know, um, I think the biggest question for him will be, one, can he get that comfort level quickly? You know, he's yeah. still, like, what, 22, 23? I think he's 23 now. But, yeah. like, really young. He, he did, like, I, I don't know. People think of him because of his struggles last year when he, he was awful for the first, like, month of the season, and he was never around again. But and, until he had the final strikeout of the or whatever he did of the Philly series. He, he, which, he looked at a Matt Scram curveball. Yeah, that was... And 
yeah. Tough way for his last at bat as a brave to go, but he's yeah. also, you know, it happens. He's young. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's young. He's got, he's got a future ahead of him. He, but he did amazing in triple a, like he had yeah. three thirty average four nineteen on base five Oh one slugging. I know it's, I know it's triple a, but like, what else do you really want from like a really quality infielder? You know what I mean? He's not like a home run super threat. You know what I mean? He's not like a super athlete, but he's just a really good hitter. Who's good at those things. Um, he actually turned 23 two days ago. So yeah, like just turned 23. Um, I really think he can hit. Um, it's just a matter of like, he looks really awkward playing defense. He's like taller than you'd think. He's like six, three, you know what I mean? So like, I, I can't think of many guys that are like, kind of do stuff like look like that, yeah. you know? And like, it, it's just a tough kind of like comp hat actually had a comp in my head like a while ago then I forgot it. <laughs> um, but like guys that like they hit good enough to like justify, you know, playing them out at somewhere like second base, you know, you just kind of live with whatever comes. Um, I think he can be that. I think it'll just take some work as far as making sure that he's making consistent, con- like hard contact and not just like, you know, like light hitting singles, you know, which he was even doing when he was really good in his like true first year. Yeah. Um, and then figuring out the defensive stuff. Yep. I, I completely agree there. Um, six, six years of that. Like, I think, I, I, you know, I, I think that's good for Boston. I, I think they're going to, yeah, I, th- I think it's a very good mutual trade. Yeah. And that's why I think it's like, I, I like those types of trades where like, you can definitely see, on both ends, why someone's making a deal like that. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I think it's going to work out good for Boston. Um, yeah. I, I think like, I can't really think of a comp for him. Like off the top of my head, I was thinking oh, oh. Aaron Hill, but yeah, because I think oh, he that's could a develop one. that kind yeah. of power. Yeah. Um, I The one that I thought of was Jonathan India. That's a good one. Um, yeah. Like that's a current uh, day comp. With yeah. Injuries. Um, but like his first year, he was a really solid hitter. You know what I mean? He's not like, he's not going to burn the house down with his power. Yeah. He's not like a mega athlete, but he's like a good athlete. Right. He's like, you know, solid. Yeah. His defense is actually super bad, <laughs> which I guess is like an interesting part of Jonathan India that people don't like, um, you know, talk about a lot is that his defense has been like horrendous. <laughs> but so like as far as like being like a great player it's not like the best comp in the world but i think he can like get to that point start right like that's like yeah. his path of being like an everyday player is hey hit good enough to like you know be entrenched in the lineup whether that's six or seven in the lineup wherever it is and then hopefully which india has not done because of an injuries start working on the defense and start, you know, get, get comfortable enough that you can just be like below average or average, you know? And I think second base is going to be a place for him to do that. Any, any talk of the Braves putting him in left field and stuff always felt weird to me. Yeah. And I think that I, I, they always say stuff like that. Remember like Ronaldo, like Ronaldo Lopez is going to stretch out and it's like, yep. like that doesn't mean you can't do that stuff. Right? right. I think I still think they will. Right. But it's like, I think they say some of these things as like people take them as this is just our plan here and we're not going to do anything else. Right. <laughs> as opposed to, you know, this is a possibility. Right. 
and we'll see how the rest kind of shakes out. Um, him starting at second base makes a lot more sense for a team that um, the Red Sox roster is still so weird. Um, I think they probably should have made some moves like this before, um, which makes it weird. You know, like I think we both like the move, but it's like, where has this been? You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I, I am, I'm rooting for him in his career because he was really, really fun to watch, um, in the time that he was a brave. Um, and, um, I'm hoping he figures out a little bit of those things and becomes like a steady regular, but I also understand why the Braves give him up. Definitely. All right. Moving on from that, we had another trade. Um, and again, this is, uh, another case of Jerry DePoto cooking meth. Um, he traded Robbie Ray. The Mariners traded Robbie Ray to the Giants for Mitch Hanniger and Anthony Descalfani. And then the Mariners traded Jose Caballero to the Rays for Luke Rayleigh. Mm-hmm. How did you, right. what, did, what, what did you view? Like, what's the name that jumps out to you most? Is it Robbie Ray? Uh, no, it's Mitch Hanniger going back to the Mariners. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that's arguable. It's just like, it's a very peculiar trade. I was actually just listening to Effectively Wild, um, and Meg had a quick Mariners thing before they got into their actual topic, and Meg had been really down on the Mariners offseason, and she had been like, well, Jerry, I think you actually made the team better. And I'm like, wow, she actually gave Jerry like credit. That's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. Not that he's deserved more, you know, but like, you know, it's it doesn't happen very much. It, where it, it surprised like me because I didn't think there were any takers for Ray without them having to give up prospects. Yeah, I think, like, not that Ray is, like, cooked, right, necessarily. No, he's not by any means. It's just, I I was surprised as well that, I mean, you know, they're taking back Hanniger, which is, like, a bad contract, but it's, like, two years and $20 million, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And then Discofani is, like, one year, 12, so it's, like, pretty much even for this year. Right. Because of the cash they traded and all this stuff. They say like thirty million dollars or more down the line from Ray's salary going forward, um, and then I guess it's weird because we're working with such big numbers now. I'm like mm-hmm. working in two different parts of my brain, where I'm like, it's really nice to get off of Ray if you think that he's not going to be very good anymore. Which is like, right. I, I don't see like it's very possible he's just not good anymore. Like he wasn't very good before this, except for one awesome year. And then that's it. You know, <laughs> he was always just kind of yeah. like an up and down weird guy before then. Um, so I totally get that part. But then I'm like, it's like three years and $60 million or something like that. It's like not that extreme of a contract, you know, because we see these like 30, $40 million like per year contracts being signed now. So part of me is like, maybe just hold on to the guy that has the most upside while you're just paying him like, you know, decent amount but not like a stupid stupid amount um but i totally get why they did it and i think descafani can at least be like equivalent for the next year and then they have some more freedom and meg made the case and this ropes into caballero trade as well like if you look at their depth chart before this week it was like oh my god dude they have so many holes to plug you know it's just like yeah it's just like you can see how all the pieces are valuable for major league teams right but like, like Caballero, Sam Haggerty, like all these guys who are like second base fringe outfielders that can't hit. Like you can't have a roster full of these guys, right? And then they turned that into Mitch Haniger, who, like I said, he was injured all last year and he wasn't very good. But like he was good with the Mariners, you know. And like 
bring something if he's healthy he if the giants gave him money to begin with they probably viewed him as like reasonably decent mm-hmm. so i bet there's at least a contributor there right even if it's like a kind of average or mid guy and yep. then uh luke Rayleigh, who is like a real hitter last year he doesn't do much else he basically just bashes in righties as much as like a random player he's like he's like a random platoon guy but a good platoon guy yeah. and so like and then you add i don't know when did mitch garver sign did mitch garver sign with the last two weeks oh yeah mitch garver signed the last two weeks yeah, we forgot that so one mitch, so they've added garver Rayleigh, and um hanniger back into like you don't even have to say their lineup because some of these guys might be like part-time players. Like, I don't think you yeah. should be starting Luke Rayleigh versus lefties. I don't know how many times Mitch Hanner is going to be in the outfield versus DH, et cetera, et cetera. But like, there's like real guys now that are like in the mix for like 80 to a hundred plus games. And that's like a really important thing that they need to keep adding. If they're not going to add like another, like huge guy, right? Just build yeah enough around and have options so that you're not left with Sam Haggerty DH by the end of the season. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, really, really good work by the Mariners to, to get some depth back on the roster. And, you know, I don't know what they do from here, but. Yeah, I mean, they could it, just it looks be a like, little done, better. But... Yeah, they could. Yeah. It, it looks a little better than it did. Um, yeah prior to this year but yeah and i mean i'm interested to see where they go the the giants are kind of known for you know they're kind of one of these like trendy spots right now right because if you look at kevin gosman he went there and was great yeah russ redone goes there is great yeah i mean he was already like doing it but he was even better there yeah then um you know, uh, this is kind of the last next one of these. They didn't really have many guys that popped last year, but lots yeah. of guys who like go there and are like at least decent because of the park. And I think they have a lot of like really uh, progressive kind of pitching, um, you know, like ideals. Right. Do you think that they view Robbie Ray as like another one of these guys that like they think they can like turn him back into like an ace? Or do you think that they just hate the other guys more? Like, what do you think the Giants were thinking here? I, I'm not sure what they were thinking because, like, when I think of a guy that they're going to go for, Robbie Ray was not one of them. Now, maybe mm-hmm. they. I mean, I just as, didn't think anyone yeah. would go actively go for Robbie. It's just, it's so. How many guys it's get weird. traded after missing an enti- after missing an entire year? You yeah, know what I mean? I it's like usually you wait and see what happens when they come back, and then. You know, okay, well, he's just okay now, but we can at least, we at least have seen him pitch. You know, whereas I, it's a very strange bet um, on Robbie Ray that, I mean, I say this after like saying the Braves were geniuses with Chris Sale, and I'm not, that was too much, but like, it's just Chris Sale has so much more track record of like a thing he did, you know, that made him great. Whereas Robbie Ray is just like, he was just a guy for so long. He wasn't even, he didn't even, this is stupid, but he didn't even make the all-star team in 2021. His only all-star no, appearance is in 2017. Yep. Um, which was a really good season. So he's had like two really good seasons. Yeah. Um, but he's always a guy that's given up home runs. So maybe that's something that they've identified as like, he's not going to do that in our park because no one can hit home runs here. Um, and maybe they haven't, they, they have to have medical information that suggests that they trust him. Yeah. Um, that has to be a part of it. You know what I mean? Um, cause if not, 
what what are we doing um right like i, I just lots of parts of me trust what the giants do but they've missed on so many things you know what i mean just like the free agent stuff is so comical when you hear how many guys they were attached to and the only guy that's come is jung hoo lee yep. you know who i think is good but like still it's just like I, I see the vision. I just don't. I don't believe in it. You know? I, yeah. I, I. I don't know. Like they gotta sign one of these big guys. Like they yeah. have. They they gotta figure out a way. They they got like honestly they gotta figure out a way to lure Juan Soto there next year because if they don't, I. I don't know where they go from here. Yeah, it's just it's a weird team, and I, I think it's they really they weird. always make the best of what they have, right? It's yeah. like that's kind of the thing, but like they just don't have a lot right now. Like, no. I don't, let me, I'm gonna pull up their depth chart, like their current depth chart, and we're gonna assume that Robbie Ray is ready to pitch now, which it might even be like an, a stretch. But I don't think yeah. he's ready till August, is what I've been hearing. Oh yeah, right. I think the yeah, first couple months of the season. So Tommy let's John. let's even discount that. Yeah. So Ray at the end of the season, right? Which is always tricky because i don't I'll never love like you know oh he's gonna come back you know that didn't, yeah. you know walker bueller was supposed to be that guy and then it just didn't happen so it you know it doesn't always work that way but logan webb uh ross stripling is still there alex cobb who's decent kyle harrison is a really young fun prospect but he's gonna walk like 10 guys a game yep. um and keaton win is apparently their fifth starter on okay. their death chart i don't you know he's fine you know, young guys, sure. but not like not a lot going on there. Um, pitch it. Yeah, sure. So, you know, probably just a mess of minor league guys after that. Like, that sucks. That's, <laughs> no that's offense. really bad. But like, Logan Webb is really good. Alex Cobb is fine. Kyle Harrison is interesting. And then it just falls off a cliff. Like, and to, to pencil in Kyle Harrison to be anything more than like 90 innings i think is like where he's gonna be this year like i i've seen kyle harrison pitch and he has got he's like i don't know if you have you seen kyle harrison pitch like uh, in like I, uh i have for the giants or anything yeah he 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 made his first career start against the phillies right okay um and so he's like josh Hader. yes as that, like a that prospect. was my first thought when i saw him pitching was he he's yeah. a lot like Hader. He's got the like kind of interesting arm angle. He throws, he's electric, and lefties just cannot deal with his stuff at all. He's got a crazy yeah. slider, but like he has no control and he has not established any control. Like even in AAA and like, you know, all of his stops, like it's just a routine thing with him where he is just willing to walk guys. And it, it didn't show up too much in the major leagues this year as a small sample, 34 innings. So he had a mm-hmm. relatively fine walk rate. So maybe they've tweaked some things, but I'd be shocked if he's able to pitch more than five or four or five innings at a time ever, basically, unless he's just totally dialed in against a bad team. So like, you know, they have to have backup plans after these guys. Um, yeah. So they still have so much work to do, and it's just like it's just swung. Maybe it's just because they both publicly swing and miss so much, right? Like, because there's a lot of teams that are like, maybe the Blue Jays are like this too, where I feel like we've heard the Blue Jays in on every single player this offseason, yep. and then they end up with like none of them essentially. Where it's like, we don't hear necessarily the Braves are in on guys, or we're like, oh, the yep. Braves are smart because they got Chris Sale. And it's like, you don't hear their conversations with all these guys they missed, but like, 
they might still, but the Giants are just, we always know they're in on these guys and then they miss. And the Blue Jays are always in on these guys and they miss. Although the Blue Jays have had a lot more successes than misses, fortunately for them. Um, so, I, yeah, like I said, I, I think I get what they're going for. It's just like, is the upside enough, you know, to like, it's like a roll of the dice where, Whereas the Braves are like, okay, we might have like a really great starter on the other end of this. The Giants are like, all right, well, we're like an 80 win team that might be adding a good pitcher like four months into the season. (laughs) And then we hope he's good after that. Like, there's just a lot of like stuff like that to just, eh. I guess I'll pass on like if I'm, if I'm playing one side of the fence, I think he's probably just not great. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. All right, so moving on, we have another mid-pitcher. Lucas Giolito signed with the Red Sox. uh, One-year deal. Uh, I forget the actual financials of it, but I know it was a one-year deal. How long ago was that? That was was last week. Holidays messed me up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it was like right as the sale thing happened, right? Yeah. It was right before sale. Right before. Right before sale. Yeah. I was talking uh, to our friend Ben, who's a big Red Sox fan on mm-hmm. um, Slack, and I was making the case like I was looking at the, I was doing the same thing I'm doing with the other teams. Like I'm gonna yeah. look at their death chart, and I was uh, I was looking at it, and I'm like, they can't go in the next season without like a guy that can play the middle infield, because like Trevor Story, you can't just like go into it and be like, all right, it's Trevor Story, and like right. a bunch of like. 32 year olds like Pablo Reyes or whatever like like you gotta have someone even if it's just like a mid guy yeah well I'm saying like middle like so second base shortstop like you got you just oh, gotta yeah, have yeah. like more stuff in the middle you know because they have they have Casas Devers and some hitters right but like right. like just build in some depth please God and then I'm like I think like word for word what I said is like just sign a backup type and then get some they will get some random starter that they probably like on a deal that none of us like. <laughs> and I think yeah. I think I nailed that with Lucas Giolito. I think it's like Giolito's a good one. Because it's He's what, a one good. one year with an opt-out or two years with an opt-out in the middle, and it's like or is it three years? Yeah. I think he said it a minute ago. Yeah, it's like one year with an option for one a year second year or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But it's like Almost forty million dollars. Um, it's a lot of money. Oh yeah, for so Luke two years, Gilito. forty, and then he can yeah make up to three. So, um, so yeah, like I don't know. You go first. <laughs> um, I don't like it for Sox. Like the dude yeah. already gives up a lot of home runs. Yeah. Man, left-handed hitters are going to abuse pesky pole against him. Um, He's got a pitch in Baltimore multiple times. He's got a pitch in Baltimore. He's got a pitch in Yankee Stadium. He's got a pitch in Toronto, and he's got a yeah. pitch in Fenway. And is it, this is just like and, and I, Tampa I, when I the get... air conditioner's on. But yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I whatever team like... was going to sign Lucas Giolito <laughs> was making a mistake. 
yeah i you know i and i get it like this isn't like i don't hate lucas giolito no, you know what i mean i don't, don't want to like and it's kind of like the robbie ray thing like i don't hate yeah. robbie ray necessarily right I, th- I see what they're going for and this is like i think this is proof that innings is as valuable of a skill as anything right yes. now because like he has pitched 180 innings, 160 innings, 180 innings. He pitched as much as anyone in 2020, 176, 173. He doesn't, he, he's pitched full years every year, you know, like 30 starts, lock it in. He even pitched 33, he's pitched 33 this year, which was the most yeah. tied for the most in the league. Mm-hmm. Even through him getting just cut by. You know, he got traded to the Angels, and then they yep. just dumped him, and then Cleveland's like, we'll give you six starts, and then he had a yep. seven ERA in both yep. places. He was just awful. Really bad. Um, he was way, you know, you think Cleveland, like, all right, they can fix us a thing, and then it's like, no, he was just horrible. Um, so I do get it uh, as far as, like, hey, we can get a guy that'll guarantee us He'll innings, and has, innings. he has yeah. been good before, but, like, do you really want to guarantee like minimum $40 million into a guy that's like, he could leave if he's good. You know, like like, he can make the decision to bounce if he actually is good. No, I do not. Not Lucas. So it's like, if, if this was a deal, like, um, I'm trying to think of like a, version of it like i think the best version of a lucas giolito deal would have been like three years straight up with like a team option where it's cheaper where i would agree okay like lucas we're going to guarantee you some change like maybe you guarantee the same amount of money right guarantee 40 50 million dollars but you are going to be here with us for for three years and like that will be like our upside, right? Is that if you are actually good and you will, we're going to, we're, it's a great, you know, it's a great contract. And if you're bad, then you'll give us innings and we'll suck it up. But now yeah. it's, you know, if he does manage to work himself out, like then he can just leave. And so what are you really doing? You know what I mean? This is, this is the type of deal you sign that if you think you're going to be good this year, it doesn't matter. I think this is the type of deal that like, this is like Max Scherzer, right? Where it's like he's old and just give him a ton of money, but this is just like with the same structure with a mid player. So I don't know, man. It's just the Red Sox made such an interesting move right after this that I I gave them more of a benefit of doubt. Which like, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, that's very just the weird. Red Sox. Just like, uh, Moving on to another uh, franchise. The Mets signed Harrison Bader to a one-year $10 million deal, and they gave Shania two years $28 million. Man, that's a lot of clans from Chalmanaya. Oh, Mets. L-O-L mm-hmm. Mets. Um, <laughs> I, not I much to say about Bader. these moves. Yeah. I, don't, I don't hate like, Bader because it allows them to... Well... No, wait, let me, let me think he, about this. What does yeah. their outfield look like now? Well, is it Nemo or Martin? Nemo's been playing center field. I, I so congrats, they move him? congrats, Harrison Bader. You are a right fielder. Uh, let me okay, pull that's, up the Mets. All right, all right. I'm yeah, starting let me to pull up the Mets right. roster. <laughs> what are they going to do? Right. Let's see here. 2023 Mets. Okay, they had an outfield of Starling Marte, Brandon Nemo, Mark Canna. 
So Canna's no longer there, Marte's still there, and Nimmo is obviously still there. So either... Stern said in the winter meetings they had talked to Nimmo about potentially playing more in a corner outfield spot. So probably left field, because Marte's in it right. Yeah, or if Marte's just banished to oblivion, which he could be, because yeah. he barely played. Um, so, ba- I mean, Bader playing center field makes more sense than the alternative. But, like, you just paid... Nimmo, like 160, and at, I am like the world's biggest Brandon Nimmo hater. You know this. Oh, I hate I, him. Like a lot yeah, of we, people we both that hate we him. know, like we we can't stand the guy for a variety of reasons. But he was uh, yesterday was his favorite day. He... <laughs> <laughs> it was his favorite um, holiday. I I hope holiday, he left Brandon. out. Yeah, Let's I hope he. Uh, I hope he left out mail-in ballots <laughs> and lawsuits for Donald Trump that night. Oh, good lord. Um. He was, as far as I know, I'm just going to move on, uh, decent in center field. I don't think he's a very good center fielder, but like, yeah. I'm a little surprised that this was like the priority. You know, I guess it just yeah. gives them like, I guess what they can do now is they can play Bader there and Bader will be what Bader is, where he just like plays great defense and then the rest you just hope works out. And then right. in the days they don't want to play Bader, they can play Nemo in center field. So this is just probably bacon in depth, and that makes a lot more sense. I was like, I just remembered ba- Nemo played the entire season in center field. I'm like, wait a second, they just signed a center fielder. Yeah. So if the goal was like, oh, Harrison Bader can be our fourth outfielder, then I would have been like, no, like yeah, don't, no, you don't, you don't left, sign Harrison like, Bader to be a fourth outfielder. That. Yeah, um, you just want to plant him in center field as much as you can. Um, yeah. You know, so. Um, I do get that. The Manaya one is like, I was sold on Manaya a little bit more during the sim because we have smart friends. Um, Troy yeah. liked the contract a lot that they signed in the sim. That was actually kind of similar. Um, he went, he ticked up on his fastball um, with the Giants, even though it was a really inconsistent kind of role that he had. He wasn't in the rotation all the time. Um, yeah. Oh, and it wasn't like if you look at his year, it's not like you're seeing anything that's like wildly impressive, but it was like you can see this is just like a solid guy with some interesting stuff that's ticking up and not back, you know? Right. So it's like if it, if he's maintaining that, I do kind of get it. And paying, I, I do, like I said, I think we have to reconfigure our brains a little bit yeah. where it's like paying $28 million doesn't mean a lot to many teams anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so it's a very interesting deal that I probably don't think will be very impactful, but I have heard like a little bit that I've heard about his stuff ticking back up a little bit last year makes me a little more optimistic, but that could also be just like giants. Like we mentioned with Robbie yeah, Ray, the like giants the giants do this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, again, Bader, I, I like for the Mets, Manaya. That's just funny that they gave him that much money. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it is yeah. very interesting that, yeah, because if it's like one year, 15, 14 million, I'd be one like, year, okay, 14, like, okay, it's cool. just, sure. It's just like, we, that's, yeah. that's enough money. And I feel like to like, be like, okay, like that's worth what your upside is, you know, yeah. whatever. It's just two years. Like, uh, sure. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's the Mets, you know, it, it'll, yeah, they, but it, they needed, they needed arms. Regardless. I mean, they traded yeah. all of them, you know, so yeah. they have Luis Severino, and Shamanaya now, who are both like one on one two. It's like fantastic not great, but like 
I mean, you know, they still oh, have Sango, who's their certified yeah. number one. So let's let's you know be truthful, even though if we want to bash on the Mets, um, and Kitana, who's solid. They got David Peterson, sure. Adrian Hauser. Lots. They got depth now. They got dudes. Um, whether it's veteran or young guys, but lots of like so much injury risk. It's like crazy with Severino, Quintana, yeah, and Manaya. Um, but you know, you you get where they're coming from with yeah. those guys. So, um. Don't love the deals, but I get it. All right, and then moving on to our last set of signings here real quick. Uh, the Padres signed Suck Go. I don't know if that's how you say his name, but that's how I'm saying it. Yeah. And Yuki Matsui. Um, the two best closers in Korea and Japan are now at the Padres. Um, I mean, really not much to say about them, but, you know. Yeah, Yuki. If they work out, yeah. Yeah, Yuki is like really tiny. Um yeah. I think he's like Small. five seven, five eight, yeah. and like one sixty, one seventy. At least his official measurements. Um and he's a lefty. So I think he's like yeah. a weird kind of lefty. His numbers in Japan were amazing. Yeah. Um, as you could expect, but you know, reliever only. Um yeah, I think that's a really interesting one. And Wusak Go, like they didn't even pay like Wusak Go is making like two million dollars. Yeah, two million dollars. So it's Not like much. this is just a pure bet, and they've done a couple of these. I don't know if you remember. He's only twenty five too, but yeah, do your deal for. I remember they did it with um, Nick kind Martinez. Yeah, Nick Martinez, and then the other who was the other guy they brought guy. over? Was um, Robert Suarez overseas? Yeah, uh, Suarez was or the Luis, other guy, or Luis Garcia. They've done this with a lot of, and then there's that dude in, from Korea a few years ago. You remember yeah. that guy that threw like seventy nine miles an hour? Yep, they signed. What was that guy? Was dude? crazy. What year was um, that? I want to say like 2019. 2019 Padres. He was like a side armor and he was awful. <laughs> but like it was a really fun kind of uh roll of the dice they took on like a quality guy from that um was it Was he Korean or was he not Korean? I thought he was Korean. Maybe he's Japanese. Hold on. Let's see. Azuhita, Azuhita Makita is Japanese. That's it. Yep. Yep. Um, he was he was awful. Yeah. Um, and he only played one year, and he was terrible. But like, if you look at his like FIP, it like wasn't bad because he did strike guys out. Like he yeah. struck guys out. Um, he just gave up too many home runs, which you're gonna do when you throw like 78 miles an hour. But he was like throwing frisbee, you know, weird. Wow. He was 33 Real years quick, old. This 2018 Padres roster was absolutely terrible. <laughs> they like, were this, they this, were on one. This is really bad. I I feel worse. Like for Mil Reyes, Manuel Margot, Hunter Renfro outfield. That's fun. Middle era Padres are wild, uh, dude. And then the next year they had Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis. Yeah, it was it was jarring. That's wild. Anyways, so this was the first Eric Cosmer year, right? Twenty eighteen. Yep, yeah. that's the first one. <laughs> He really came through for him, huh? He really did. The if the my favorite feature on baseball reference is when you click on like a team page like this, you know, a certain team, certain year, and they show you the top twelve war in their headshots, you know, yep. so you get like a quick glance at who the top players were that year. And it's just like, holy crap, what a mess of dudes. Like Freddie Galvis <laughs> was fourth. Everyone has a different team. hat on. Yeah. <laughs> Except Only for, one uh, guy has a Padres hat, and that's Craig the, the Stanton. 
Yeah, and yeah, Villanueva who has the old Padres hat on, and then yeah. went to like Korea or Japan yep. right after that. Oh, it's so funny. Weird, I don't know what happened to him. What uh, a weird but, team. Yeah, Hunter Renfro, Kirby Yates, Will Myers, Freddie Galvis, oh, Matt so Strong, Ian Travis Jankowski, Manuel Margot, Austin Hedges. All these guys are like actual guys, but just like you know, totally like twenty fifth men on every yeah. single team. There. It's crazy, except for Freddie Galvis. We miss Freddie Galvis. We do. Um, anyway, we can talk about the actual <laughs> Padres. Yeah, the actual Padres. Yeah, I mean, I like this move for their bullpen. And hey, these dudes work out. That's that's going to be a fun bullpen. Yeah, they had to recycle some of that Juan Soto money. And I think I think the Padres have just put themselves in a position where they, they just like swinging a little bit high. You know, like um, they like taking a risk on someone um, on a contract, on some strange contracts, you know, signing up. Nobody, I'm saying nobody being kind of coy, but, um, you know, a a reliever that not many people know or understand to a four year deal is going to raise some eyebrows. But like, you know, you can obviously see how that works out for them. Um, I'll just be very curious. Someone that I can't think of many guys of that kind of like stature that like come in and like, all right, I'm a dominant closer. You know what I mean? It's just we this doesn't fit the image that we get for a lot of these guys. Even even like Yamamoto, I think, you know, is is a step up from him size wise. Um and yep. is considered, I think, a smaller pitcher. Um you know, so I, I'll be at minimum, they'll be really interesting to watch kind of in spring and stuff like that. Especially uh I think the Padres are in that first series with the Dodgers where they play in Korea, so that'll be good for Wusak Go. Um, his first major league action will probably be in Korea. So that'll be kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, moving on from that real quick, uh, Michael Brantley has retired, called it quits. Um, real solid career for him. Yeah. And it, it lasted, I think longer than I would have anticipated. Cause in 2016, injuries, I felt like his yeah. body was just like done, you know? And I, I think the like full career line doesn't show, I think the like up and down nature of how his body was quite as much as you'd expect. Like, cause he kind of, he, he kind of fixed himself really quickly. I mean, quickly relative, but like he was an all-star after that, you know? And like, he was really good for the Astros and was like a crucial world series contributor, you know? Um, but like there was a point where I'm like, is this guy going to make it into his thirties? You yeah. know, much less have like a real run into his thirties. So I'm guessing that the injury, like he was out almost the entire year this year because of injuries yep. and then came back toward the end. Um, but you know, I think a lot of guys made decisions, not just cause like, I'm sure he could have gone through another year, you know what I Probably. mean? And like yeah. being a DH, play some left field, hit, 280 with no power you know like you know old michael brantley yeah um but i I, i'm guessing there is a piece of this it's the injuries got a little extreme by the end of the career um and you know uh you have to make decisions not only for what can i do but what should i do um so um you know i think that was a it was a really cool career to watch and uh i think everyone respects michael brantley a lot especially for how good he was at his peak and how he was able to extend that into his thirties with uh, Cleveland and Houston. Definitely. Yeah. All right. That's all the news Uh, real quick though. You know, I wanted to go through here. We still have a lot of big free agents left. We haven't signed still a few big trades that could happen. Yeah. And then 
I think the Braves are probably done, but maybe they do one or two more things. But there's definitely some things I want the Phillies to do still. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, like real quick, let's go through here. Um, let's start with some predictions for the few remaining free agents. Um, mm-hmm. So Bellinger, Snell, Montgomery, Shota, Hader are the big five left. Yeah. Um, and then there's Matt Chapman, Reese Hoskins, those kind of guys. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any thoughts on where you think some of those guys are going to go. Um, I kind of have my thoughts, um, but I'm going to let you shoot it out first, what you got in mind. I would be, let's see, what are, do you have them listed here? Yeah, you have most yeah. of them listed here. Yeah, I didn't um, list Tater, but. Because, like, I had kind of, I had a strong feeling that the Astros were going to try to pursue someone. They just kind of mm-hmm. chilled out, I guess. Um, yeah. So I don't know if they have any plans in particular. I feel like the Jordan Montgomery thing is probably going to wrap itself up soon. Snell and Montgomery, yeah. I feel like those are like obvious. I guess the Shota thing has to, right? Because he's been posted, so I guess he's got like, like has yeah, to. Yeah, he only has a, like a week left, I think. Days, yeah, yeah. Um, I will go. And this is you know kind of just pivoting based on what we've seen now, but I think like Toronto might be a good spot for someone like Imanaga if they are in the market for another starter. But yeah. obviously, the Dodgers make a lot more sense there too. Um, or or Texas, I think Texas has to make has a move to make. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think coming out the World Series, I think um, their roster is in really good shape, but the pitching still needs a lot of help for various reasons. Um, just add one more starter. I think someone like Imanaga or the Snell. Problem with Texas right now is they don't have a Montgomery. TV deal yet. Think that matters, considering they come yes, out. Yeah, like, I, like, I, I, I think it does matter. Montgomery like, already. Yeah, I think I think one of those guys they should sign, but I do understand the, uh, the TV part of it. I think coming out the world series makes it a little easier to stomach. You know yeah. what I mean? They don't have to worry as much about people, you know, butts and seats and stuff. Um, and do I have a strong feeling? I guess Bellinger is the only real hitter, you know, that's like, we're really wondering and there's about like, there's like the Matt Chapman's Reese Hoskins. Yeah, Chapman, players left. Yeah. Yeah, I like Tampa Bay picking up one of these guys that might be like passed over a little bit. Like maybe they're a Reese Hoskins team. Um, yeah, where they I can DH him Hoskins and to the race. Um, because they, you know, they like tinkering with guys, and that might yeah. be a guy they can tinker with, and they can get on a one-year deal. You know, um, yeah. I, I hate to say it, I think it could also be like an angel or something like that, where it's like you know, the angels just like guys that can that have been good before that they don't yeah. know what to do with. Um, who's starting? I, I'm sure I'm forgetting someone. Is someone starting entrenched at first base for Minnesota right now? Is it Alex Kirloff? Uh, I think so. I wouldn't hate that as a Reese Hoskins destination because he could, no. I, I don't, I don't like him as first baseman, but like, so he could, Donovan he could Solano first base. was their first baseman in the playoffs. I believe so, yes. Yeah, and I know Kirilov played there sometimes, but I know he's also yeah. like a left fielder. Um, but I don't think Kirilov's good enough to like block anyone. I yeah. guess the one thing is that you can't necessarily like say, all right, we have a starting DH because you need time for Correa and Buxton right. because you never know how healthy they're going to be. But I think he could be like a guy where you could play him at first base, you play in DH. Yeah. Um, wouldn't cost you a ton. Um, I like that as a potential fit. Um I don't know. Do you have? I'll I'll keep looking, but I, I'm I'm curious if you had any ones that you're like really enthused about as far as fits. So like, I think Bellinger's gonna end up going back to the Cubs. I, I just think, think so? that's a great fit yeah, for I, him. I guess yeah. you did call that before too. 
Yeah, yeah his market's like, very weird. I, I I still think the Yankees would make a lot of sense for him, but yeah, I, you know, yeah, I, I do understand the Cubs. I just I don't know if they want to put themselves in a position where they now don't have another place to put their young, their best prospect. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that's the most important thing in the world, but um, you know, it's it's just kind of a with where to guys go. You know? Yeah, with Snell, there's been like some reports out there that he'd be willing to take like a two or three year deal with a high AAV mm-hmm. um, or something like, so like, like, I don't know. It'd be interesting, but I feel like if he goes that route instead of long-term, I wouldn't put it past Dombrowski to try and sign Snell. I just can't. I, I can't see like, it. I, 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 we like, we're going to disagree I don't on that see one. It. I don't. Yeah see it but like there's been, i could see hater for them been, before that there's been more talk about it and it's like been a lot of weird talk like there's just this weird linking of the phillies and snell that like there's smoke there for a reason do i think it could happen no but like if it's like a yeah. two or three year deal i'd be fine with it can i throw out a weird option that i'm just yeah. kind of like theory crafting you remember when the diamondbacks signed zach Granke? Yes. And like they went, you know, they went really aggressive, right? Yeah. To try to sign something. They did a Bumgarner too, I guess, to an extent, but Bumgarner's already over the hill. Um, but I think the Diamondbacks like to do that every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and were they the team that signed? Uh, I'm getting sim brain because I'm like, I don't remember if they signed uh, that left Eduardo Rodriguez or if that was the sim. They did sign Eduardo. They signed it. So, like, yeah. maybe they, you know, Merrill Kelly, I think, is running out of time Yeah, as far as his contract. Maybe, like, just, like, throw another guy into the mix there, um, you know, and have, like, a firm, like, strong four. I mean, you know? Snell, and like, Snell to the Diamondbacks would kind of make sense because like, it seems I mean, yeah, like it there's a lot of concern about much, you know, but, yeah. yeah, There's a lot of concern about Snell pitching in a big market city. Yeah, and like he you know, he's kind it. of a weird guy. Um, yeah, you know, he's he's kind of like Bellinger <laughs> in the sense that they yeah. both look and probably are stoners. Um, oh, 100%. but <laughs> but uh, I think the Diamondbacks are just. Uh, and I'm kind of using the Diamondbacks. I think there might just be like a mid market. Maybe yeah. mid market is a weird way of putting Arizona, but like a team that like isn't like the top spenders out there that are willing to like, hey. We have a chance to get a guy like that, like the like the Mariners did with Robbie Ray, yeah. right? Like you know, obviously this is kind of a different caliber of pitcher. I think I think Snell is a lot better, but like, say Snell is like, you know what? No one's gonna give me the eight year deal or whatever. Let me take five, and then I can leave next year if I want. If I'm still yeah. awesome, you know, five years, a hundred and eighty million, and then I have an opt out or two or no trade clause and you know something like that. So. Um, I could see a team like the Diamondbacks being like, all right, you know, like we were just in the World Series. <laughs> like we we're good. Um, so let's let's add one more piece um, to that. Uh, I think there's plenty of other teams that make sense. Like like the Reds would make sense. They're not going to do it. Yeah, the Cardinals would make sense. They've already added a bunch of 40 year olds, so they're not yep. going to do it. The Orioles would make a lot of sense. But they uh, have the Orioles just Angeles. seem to not care. Yeah period um you know so the his spots are kind of slim 
maybe uh, maybe this is the Texas team, you know? Like maybe, maybe like maybe. that's the team that like they're just like they don't balk at big contracts and they've yeah. just been proven right. <laughs> right? So it's like maybe they're like, you know, Jordan Montgomery is getting too much money from this place and people they view Blake Snell as more of a bargain than they did last year or last week, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So I'll go I'll go uh Diamondbacks or Rangers as like my like I like the Snell fits and, yeah. and see it, but I don't have a I just the rest I don't, of the guys I don't have a spot in mind for them either. And like the Phils keep coming to mind just because of like the smoke that I'm seeing with like them being linked to him. And like I don't yeah. necessarily know if I want him. Like that's the thing. Like yeah, he's a two time Cy Young winner, but I don't think he'd fit well in Citizens Bank Park. You know, I don't know if the fit part like, like matters very much. Just, it's just like, yeah. To me, and I'm not saying it wrong. Just it's, for the it's reference, money like, that should be used towards extending Wheeler in my mind. I, yeah, I think I think that's the kind of move you do if you're just like not going to because you can't have three, you can't have three of those contracts. You know, it's just no, like, I understand. I understand not. that the, the, the Phillies are content spending money. They're not going to spend that kind of money. No. Um, the the one team that I, I mentioned briefly, like the the Twins, like. I, this isn't necessarily a Blake Snell or, you know, Reese Hoskins argument with them or whatever. Like, have you seen what their rotation is right now? Or, like, have you thought about them since Sonny Gray signed with the Cardinals? All, all I think about is Pablo Lopez and then Yeah, Pablo else. Lopez, Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober. So it's, like, two good pitchers and one, like, you know, back-end guy. Yeah. And then those are the three starters listed on their entire team. Yeah. That's it. Like, and I know they have guys in AAA, but like that is the that is the full ro- rotation on their depth chart right now. And I know it's yeah. not doesn't mean everything, but like they they got it. Like they got they're gonna to sign yeah. Carlos Correa <laughs> deal and then do nothing. Do nothing. They yeah. lose Sonny Gray and do nothing. Like I would I would be shocked if they don't try to do something. But like, yeah. will they actually do it? Um. By the way, their depth chart has Kyle Farmer as their starting first baseman, so I don't know oh how real that is either. So, yeah, I uh, I, just, I just don't know if Snell. I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna say Mets for Snell. I yeah, I don't know. He I feels just, like but I think the Mania thing. I think I think this these last. I yeah, know, I this is just guessing. But I I feel like the last couple transactions they made is that they were serious about like we're not that like spending yeah super interested in like spending a crap ton of money this year because of how much we're spending on Scherzer and Verlander to be somewhere else. I mean maybe the Yankees if they want to add another starter, like I don't know. I think they need to add another guy. It's just like I don't they do. do you trust I don't know the Yankees if they want to do anything? No. No, no. No, because I think they're butthurt uh, about missing out on um Yamamoto. Now that the Dodgers played their hand and did their stuff like the market is like kind of unsettled and weird you know um yeah it's just like so like like montgomery montgomery's another one i'm not sure of i kind of want to say cubs for montgomery because i think cubs, they'd rather thought, have him we thought the cubs are going to sign a big guy like the cubs are always the teams like don't roll out the cubs spend in some money have they signed a single player nope they haven't spent. I think, they were the, spent I think zero one, they're one of like the five teams left that has spent zero dollars. And like they were in on on Otani until the end. Yeah, but like we don't even know if they talked to him. Like, do we just we only hear about them because they're like, well, they're spending money. You know, like, like yeah. they were willing to spend money. 
Not because I, they've I, I, actually spent I think spent they re-signed Bellinger and signed Montgomery. I feel like that's like the kind of thing they're going to do. Yeah. Montgomery made um, a lot of sense for them. Yeah. But like, Shota, I just, uh, they've had yeah. a very weird offseason. Don't like it. Bad yeah. vibes. Shota, I, I'm thinking Red Sox because they're one of the finalists for him. Mm-hmm. So I could yeah, see it that. It would make more sense than add another guy and then yeah. they already have a Japanese guy there. So yeah, that would, have the two of them. I think that's just an easy... Easy fit, but again, the Red Sox are in that weird. Like the Red Sox and Cubs are kind of like linked. They're weird, yeah. In my brain, because it's like they have kind of strange rosters. They yep. should be probably okay, but they're not good in a lot of different places. They should yeah. have a lot of money, and they're not spending it. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, you know, they did get Dansby Swanson, and the Red Sox have Devers, and it's like, yeah, but you're starting Patrick Wisdom and Nick Madrigal, yeah. and you know, there's just a lot of. A lot of weird stuff going on with franchises like that that have a ton of money and don't spend it. Um yeah. or, you know, kinda are like always lingering as threats. At least at least the Blue Jays have spent money. Right. And the Blue Jays have not cheaped out on anyone. They just haven't landed the top fish. They've gotten George Springer, they've gotten Hunjin Ryu, they've gotten you know, they traded and signed uh Bur- uh Barrios, you know, like Gosman they signed, like as much as many as much as we want to make fun of them for missing on Otani and guys, they've they've at least spent. Whereas yeah. like the Cubs have successfully signed one guy in the last like six years, you know, that like anyone cares about. Um, sorry, Cubs. <laughs> that was that yeah. was mean. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's they, accurate though. They need pitching. They they need yeah. the Cubs need pitching, and uh, I think it would make a ton of sense for them to sign Snell or Montgomery. Yeah, and then last one, hater. I'm saying Dodgers. I mean, that's the like um, move they do to get the bullpen over the hump. Yeah, I don't think they do too much at the bullpen, but let me think. Where's my MLB? I just pulled up like the Google MLB standings thing just so I see all the teams. <laughs> um, if I had to like visual, I'm like visualizing him in different jerseys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I'm getting a lot of getting a lot of nothing. Yeah, I'll go. You know what? I'll go Texas. I'll go. I'll, like maybe that's that's the Texas. That's the Texas. That, yeah, that they can like deal with their like weird haphazard, like, um, you know, strange rotation. But like, it, their their bullpen like overperformed like crazy. In the right. playoffs, which happens, you know, so that happens yeah. in a World Series run. But like Josh Sabors was in like Aroldis Chapman, and we're getting like you know every game basically. Yeah. Um, I could see them being like, all right, if we don't sign Montgomery again, or we don't sign Blake Snell, let's spend eighty, a hundred million dollars on this guy that we know is like an elite closer. And right. I think again, I I just I I like linking them to these teams because one, they need it. Two, they're World Series champions. I don't think they care as much about that stuff, you know, as far yeah. as the you know the TV deals and stuff, and they've already shown a willingness to try, you know, to go for these things. So, um, I will tentatively go them. Maybe, maybe tentatively if they don't already sign Montgomery or Snow. Yeah. Um, and if they do, uh, screw it. Uh, welcome to the uh, uh, Detroit Tigers. There you go. All right, then, uh, real quick, uh, that just leaves. Uh, some trades. Um, Dylan Cease is like the big name out there still. I don't yeah. know what his market looks like now. Um, the O's are still rumored. 
Yeah, Cease would be a great fit for the O's. Yeah, um, it really would be. So they're rumored. The Dodgers are kind of rumored. I still don't know why. Um, I mean, you, the, the one thing the they have not given up at all is players, right? Yeah. They still have a ton of prospects. The Dodgers will always have a ton of prospects. So I could definitely see them making something. I just don't know. Like a team might outbid them on Cease, but uh, yeah. they certainly, like, the Dodgers can make any trade happen they want. It's just a matter of is that the best idea. Right. Um, so I'm kind of thinking, I'm, I'm thinking cease to the Orioles is going to happen. I like that I, I the think, most. I'm just yeah. too held up on, I just don't know if they're their ownership. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to think about teams that would do something like that. Um, the Reds possibly. Yeah. So what is their, they've only added Montas, right? Yeah, that was their big move. So that, their big move, and then Jamer Candelario. Jamer, yep. Um, so their rotation is Green, Lodolo, Ashcraft, Montas, Abbott, and then Connor Phillips. I don't think they do anything else. I mean, not that they, not to say that's right. I just don't think they do. Yeah. Um, because it's it's this one's tough. Because I think Houston would make a lot of sense because they they they, they yeah. basically do like a Garrett Cole re-roll, you know, and then have. Yeah. Framber, Verlander, and uh, Cease, plus their yeah. death guys going to Javier in the next year. Um, I think that, like, the fit makes sense, but, like, do they have prospects anymore? Like, I don't know. Not really, no. Like, and, like, they're bottom of the barrel on that end. The Braves, it felt like could have been a fit, but they just made the sale trade. So, like, I don't see yeah, that happening. Yeah, there's, like, there's no way, if, there's no sense anymore. Like, Unless they, like, hold the, a gun the to, thing. yeah. Yeah. Um. Because I think I think the requirement for them trading for a big starter was, hey, how do y'all view Von Grissom? Yeah, and then they used him for Chris Sale, and that was I think a good use of it. But like I don't think like because after that you got AJ Smith, Chauver, Hurston Waldrop, and like a lot of random guys that you've never heard of. You know, it's like two really yeah. strong guys at the top. They're not gonna burn both of their guys just for like a guy for two years unless they. The only way it would happen is if they had some stupid extension ready. Which yeah. is not going to happen with a guy like that. It just—it's right. just not the 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 stars don't align with every single guy. Yeah. Um, I you know if the Phillies do do something, I could see that over the signings. Is that is that realistic, or does that make sense to you? Like I, I could see them trading Andrew Painter for signing someone else to one hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I like. That's that's very possible. Um, it probably requires like that type of like huge guy, and I think the Phillies could still talk themselves into being like, "We love Painter," but like, you know, I, he got I Tommy think, John as soon as we wanted him to be good. I think they'd go for Burns before Cease, if the, right. that's who they're going to go for. Yeah, I don't think they'd want to part with with Andrew Painter, and like. Yeah. I think they'd feel more comfortable doing kind of like a one-year, like a start that's on a one-year deal like Burns and doing that kind of trade rather than parting with Painter or or Abel because you trade those two, like, it's very bleak after that. (laughs) Yeah. Extremely bleak. Yeah. Like, from the White Sox perspective, like, they just have to get the best deal possible. I don't know if that means doing it now or waiting, mm-hmm. you know, like, 
because uh, he didn't come out the best year, but like his stuff is still yeah. crazy, right? So it's kind of a weird balancing act of like, do we do it now? Do we wait and see if he can get some extra, you know, innings and run? Um, whereas like Burns feels like Burns can't gain any more value. He is what he yeah. is, but like I feel like the Brewers are less desperate to get rid of him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. right now, like obviously they will trade him, I think, but um, they have very different circumstances surrounding yeah. kind of why each team would do what they do. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a it's a messy. There's a messy couple months here. You know, I think that's kind of what we're getting at. And if you had a couple more trade targets, we can talk to you. But I think think the kind of those are the big ones. The situation, like, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I will say though, like if. What I'd like the Phillies to do to end the offseason off is sign Adam Duvall and Jock Peterson. And See, I was going to say the Braves should sign Jock Peterson and Adam Duvall. I was yeah. <laughs> just because it's fun to have him. Yeah. Um, I think Adam Duvall definitely makes a lot of sense for y'all. I just don't know if Jock has anywhere to like play. I, don't know, I it think it would be stupid. a platoon type of thing. Yeah, um, but I, I think you can get him for not a ton of money. So it's like, yeah. you know, if you need to platoon him, that's fine. Um, I would also like the Braves to get someone like a one depth outfielder. Yeah. Um, like a Michael Taylor, which is probably not what they're going to look for, but like someone like that, that can like um, play some center field. If something happens to Michael Harris, cause they don't really have a option unless they want to just throw Kelnick in there, which I guess they could, but I don't, you know, I don't think they would. Um, just to have a back a fourth outfielder, maybe someone that can hit some lefties, you know, yeah. whatever. Adam Duvall is kind of like that, you know? So, like, yeah. um, someone like that, I think that's pretty much it, right? They got, they just signed uh, Luis Guillorme, which I know we yeah. didn't mention. I don't know if that's, like, a split contract kind of deal, but um, he, he is, I think, a good signing for them just because he is the most generic, like, I can play all every infield position, and then you don't have to remember I exist, you know, because he can't hit at all. Um, and David Fletcher is basically the same thing. <laughs> so they have he two is, guys. It's like, it's them in. They can be utility weirdos. Um, they need one of those guys to the outfield. Um, yeah. Whether that's a more of a hitter type, you know, like the Phillies are doing like Jake Cave, you know, someone like that. Um, we don't talk about Jake Cave. <laughs> He's just so bad. Um, yeah, so that that's all I'm really looking for. There's not a ton of options. Maybe there's the Braves love waiting until like March 15th and then seeing yeah. how things work out. Like um, that happens every once in a while. Like they they played like Jordan Luplo and then he didn't even start the season. You know, so like weird stuff like that. They had Kevin Pilar who eventually won kind of the job that I'm describing. Um, so I wouldn't hate. I mean, if they wanted to just do, <laughs> if they wanted to just do Kevin Ballar again, I guess there's worse things you could do. But so, someone in that wheelhouse, I think, is the last thing they really need. The, everything else, dude, and like, we're cruising. We're good. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Good. Bring me Duvall, Peterson, Hector Neris. Why do you want Hector Neris back? Like, I, I, I just assumed that Phillies fans were just done with Hector. Nah, I, I hated Hector. the guy, man. I never hated him. I mean, that's like, me. Like, I, I'm not saying. I represent Phillies fans or anything, but like I'm just like he was so frustrating, man. He certainly was, but like he, seemed to, even he, he figured him. something out in Houston, and I'd like to see him come back. I just don't want to be a team to pay back for something cheap. after. Houston I think they get him on a pretty cheap deal. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, he was really he was awesome. Like, I, yeah. I won't I won't be a too much of a jerk about it. But age thirty four, having your breakout season, and then but yeah. like, it wasn't really that different than before. Well, like, you I'd know? love to say like, bring in Hater, but I don't think they're spending the money on Hater. Yeah. So like, this is like realistic. If I'm realistic, this is what okay, I that's I'd what prefer happens to when do. You sign eight players for a billion dollars a piece. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. The dopamine rush of the announcements was fun. Yeah, it's yeah. it's been worth it. We don't yeah. have to pretend it's not been worth it. So. No, it's it's been worth it. They they've made yeah. the NLCS two years in a row, yeah. so highly worth it. Yeah. Um. um yeah. I, I, I think I think we'll have a lot of news probably in like a week or two. It's like oh, I think fully. once we start to get into like the end of January, I think because then you start getting into like we want a guy signed before they hit the dirt in spring, you know, and you have to kind of have that settled by February, you know? Yeah. So definitely, um, definitely before the Super Bowl, a lot of these big guys should be signed. Yeah. I think that week we will have the most action. And yeah, I mean, so one last, I mean, this is kind of, do you think any of these guys will be traded? Do you think any of these giant trade targets will be moved? I do think season burns will be traded. Yeah. I think both of them will be traded. I do think they'll both be traded because I think, I think what people are waiting on is Snell Montgomery agents. and yeah. Shota to sign. Yeah, that's what they're waiting on. I think I, once if, they sign, then the Cease market and Birds market come alive. If you, if a gun to my head, I would say neither of them get traded. Maybe there's another trade okay. somewhere. Um, I think the stuff lingers a little bit, and especially yeah. with Cease, like the White Sox do have to have like a real player on their team. <laughs> like, I wouldn't shock me if they're like, all right, let's just have Dylan do- try to dominate for a month or two, and then we can make that. We can like show everyone, hey, this is this is months you're wasting of an ace. Sure. So you should yeah. you should pay up. And then the Orioles like, dang it, we're starting Dean Kramer, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or whatever. Like, um, and then they're they're more motivated when you actually see what you have compared to what they have, right? When they're on the field, um. So yeah, I think I think I would lean toward that, but I'm also just in the stuck in the like. I don't see that we are in a very strange market with the way these teams are operating, and lots of teams that should be spending money have not. So it's just tough to like say, well, they're going to do it now, you know? Yeah. Um. So it's kind of an odd one. Definitely. All right. Well, hey, that's going to wrap it up here. Uh, a lot to look forward to over the next week, uh, next few weeks, and uh, Dylan. Thank you again for joining. Thank you. And Rain Delay Radio is produced by Luis. Our episodes are edited by Naeem. Our theme music is composed by Chuck Lease. Rain Delay Radio releases usually every Monday morning at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. I don't know when he puts it out. Monday morning, it usually comes out. Usually. Sometimes, you know, comes out a little later. You know, we all have lives. But hey. Thank you for listening. We'll see you all next week. Have a good one. Bye.